0: Kings 18, the story of Elijah at Mount Carmel, that's what we're going to build our our sermon on. Uh, But we were missionaries, Uh, I was a family pastor at Shady Grove Church, funny to say it, but under Robert Morris, he was my overseeing pastor at the time, and now I'm a highly qualified volunteer at Gateway, because I don't have a position, I just show up and be an altar captain there, but God has other plans for me. Two of my intercessors are here, Haskell and Claudine, we're glad to have you, and I think the Lord said, can y'all be available anytime I preach, just to come pray for me? She was, but most of the time, okay, that that would be a blessing. Well, what I'm here for is to give you a word for this church and for your city. Uh, The Hensleys are good friends of mine, they live here, my mom is in a, a retirement community here, so I've got two reasons to come here, now three to come see you and I was visiting them and they were telling me their struggles finding their place in Granbury and the good, the bad and the ugly and uh, then they felt led to come back uh, and they're so happy being here with you and so I was coming back for a trip to see them again and I was right outside the city on 377 and the Holy Spirit, now get ready, come on, the Holy Spirit gave me a word for your city. Okay, and it was that there is a gully washing revival. Come on, good. The first service took them a while. They didn't jump right in, but you guys are ready. Gully washing revival come into your city, and some in the city don't even know it's coming. They're just going to be kind of doing their thing, and God's going to show up and kind of surprise them, kind of thing. And it's going to bring such peace and unity to every flavor here, the Baptists out here, the Methodists, whoever. They're all going to see a touch of God. And your pastor who's already been building unity is going to now understand is the new president of that. He's going to be used by, of God to continue to build unity in your city. There's going to be such a peaceful on the city. I mean, it's just kind of, if you know church history, it's going to have a Welsh Revival feel to it. You know what that is? It's just going to be something that's going to start and keep going. In the Welsh Revival, they started one Sunday, and they went till 3 in the afternoon, cleaned up, and started over again. They just kept doing it. So I got that sense there'd be kind of a Welsh Revival feel to what the Holy Spirit's going to do. You can say something again if you want. I mean, that'd be Okay. (laughs) I mean, that's just good. So be it. Good. That's what I need. I need some feedback. That helps me out when we're preaching. Good. Let's do this. Okay. Now, and, and so it got me thinking in the scripture what revival looks like and why it happens and what's the result of it. So this is the story in uh, 1 Kings 18 of Elijah on Mount Carmel. If you know the story. Ahab and Jezebel were running the country. And I, you know, I'm just a little political here. Jezebel, think it through, what we've been through recently. And so he's dealing with that. And he and 100 prophets are the only ones kind of on God's side, so to speak. And there's the 450 prophets of Baal on the other side. And so Ahab is kind of uh, saying, hey, what, what are, what's, what's going on with you? Why don't you come see me? And so he said, okay, I'll come see you. And so he shows up, and that's where we start in verse 20. He and Ahab are going to have kind of a, uh, an encounter. Let's see what happens there. It says in verse 20, So Ahab sent a message among all the sons of Israel and brought, Barat and brought the prophets together at Mount Carmel. And Elijah came near to all the people. He already had a word that he, he wanted to give. And his friend Obadiah said, don't do that, they'll kill us. I mean, his, his, his prophet friend didn't have the much faith as he did, but he said, I've got a word. Let's go talk to the head man. So he comes there, and here's what he says. It's a famous scripture, you know it well, that says, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, now think this through in our country, how divided it is right now. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if it's Baal, follow him. I mean, do we have to be afraid to stand up for God? Like he's going to lose? I mean, some in the Christian community, oh, it's not politically correct to talk about that. That might upset some people. That's okay. It's okay. We should not be afraid in a loving way to stand up for what the scripture says. I mean, it is, the lines are blurred out there. How many know that? It's so blurred and, you're supposed to be nice to everybody, don't say anything controversial, Pasco you know, don't say anything like that. you know but God never called us. To that. He called us to stand up for biblical truth. and you know why we can do that because what God we serve is greater than the, the God they serve. Y'all really believe that? She does. I know does anybody else really believe that that the God you serve is greater? I mean do you, do you have enough faith to say, I'm going to set up two altars here, and if your God wins, so be it. But let's see if my God will win. Can you have enough faith to do that? That's, that's, that's kind of hard, isn't it? You've got to have enough faith to say, if he's God and you think yours is God, let's see who wins. Some people are not willing to even step out like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, let's keep it hidden. It's a private matter. Is, is, is that in the scripture somewhere? Uh, uh, keep your faith to God private between you and, and God. That's, that was never in the, we're supposed to proclaim on where? The housetops, right? We're supposed to let the, uh, the housetops know, Jesus changed my life. Why, are, why do we hide it? I'm talking to me too. Why have we hidden it in some realm so often? We've let the, the, the left, if you want to call it, say, no, you can't do that. Stay in your church. Just y'all stay over there. No, we, God wants to be involved in every part. Do y'all believe this? Every part of society. I believe that. I believe that that the scripture is supposed to go outside these four walls. The devil's done a real good job keeping it safely in here. and, it's, and We're all getting edified, but it's not changing the culture. We've got to get outside the four walls. You've got to decide... It's okay with God to do that. It is okay. It's okay to proclaim on the housetops and on the street corners, Jesus is Lord. It's okay to do that. And that's what's about to happen to your city. Good. Thank you. It is about to happen to your city. You're going to see opportunity to bring the gospel to the street corners. You're going to. It's going to happen... If you agree with it, if you say, God, here am I, send me. All God requires for ministry is a willing heart. You don't have to have a theology degree, although they help. You don't have to have this, that, and the other. You just say, God, I'm willing and obedient, and you'll eat the best of the land. So he said, we'll set these up, and let's see whose God answers. Elijah said to the people, continue in verse 22, I alone am a prophet left of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Now let them give us two oxen. Let them choose one oxen for them and cut it up and place it on the wood, but to put no fire under it. He said, let's do it the right way so nobody can say we manipulated it. No fire under it to make it look like it happened. And I will not put a fire under mine, he basically said. It's going to be a level playing field. Okay, verse 25. So Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one ox for yourself and prepare it. First for you are many and call on the name of your God and put no fire under it. And then here's what they did, if you know the story. Then they took the ox which was given to them, they prepared it and called on the name. Look how long they called. From morning until noon, saying, "Oh, Baal, answer us. They they were, I'm sure they were sweating a lot. Come on, come through, show, show yourself. But there was no voice and no one answered. They leaped about the altar which they made. It came about at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Call out with a loud voice, for he is God. Either he's occupied or gone aside or is on a journey. One version said, Maybe he went to the bathroom. He's just not back yet. Basically saying, Hey, if he was here, he's just not listening right now. So cry out a little more. So they cried out with a loud voice, cut themselves even, according of their tradition, thinking that would bring the answer. But there was no voice, verse 29. No one answered and no one paid attention. Now it's Elijah's turn, verse 30. So Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. So all the people came near to him and he repaired the altar which the Lord had been, had been torn down. Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. So think what he's doing. He's preparing it correctly. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. He made a trench. He added to the challenge. He put a trench around it. (coughs) Let me find where I was. Then Then he... He made a trench around them large enough to hold two measures of seed. Then he arranged the wood, cut the oxen piece, and laid it on the wood. Then he added to the challenge. Fill four pitchers with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. So it's got water on it. Is it going to flame up? Not in the natural. No, not in the natural. It's not. And he said, do it a second time. Then he said, do it a third time. And my friend here told me, in Jewish tradition, that means it's really on now. One, maybe, two, five, ah, possible, three. If you did it three, it's on. It's, this is going to be real. The water flowed around the altar, and he also filled the trench with water. So his altar has water all around it, and he's about to call on the name of the Lord. Do you think he had to go till the evening crying? No, he prayed one prayer. He said, "Lord, show, I'm just summarizing verse 36 and on. He said, "Show that you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Show that that's who you are." And when he did that, the scripture says, "The fire of heaven fell verse 38 and consumed not only the burnt offering and the wood, the stones, and but it even licked up the water that was around the trench." That is complete revival. Complete revival, not only does the altar flame up, everything around it is consumed. That's your city. Your city is going to be so touched by the power of heaven that it's going to lick up every injustice in the city. Everything that's in the, the altar, in, the, in the, the gully, so to speak, is going to be consumed and washed out. So there's going to be people in Positions of government that are born again. There's going to be people in the local leadership that will acknowledge the name of Jesus. They may be spirit-filled, they may not be. I don't know. It's going to touch every flavor out there and bring transformation. That's the result of revival. It brings transformation. And God's told me, some of you have been here saying, why am I at this church? You're here because of this word today. Because you have a heart one. Brother told me after the service, he has been hearing this for a long time, that revival is coming. Our sister has been hearing it. You are here by divine appointment for this season. That's why you're at Generations Church. That's why you've been called to these pastor friends of mine. Because God has a plan, and as always, you know, they came 29 years ago and have been laboring in this vineyard for 29 years and the, the prayers have been like a memorial to heaven that God is answering in this season. That's, what you, that's why y'all are here. Some of you need to hear that. You're, you've been asking the question, why am I at this church? Because God's about to call you to be a part of his end time harvest. We are, we are preparing the way for the great king that we just sang about. We're preparing the way for his entrance, the second coming of Jesus Christ and, and our part of it. And your question has got to be in your quiet time, what can I do to foster this revival in Grand Prairie today? It's not going to be a, a meeting that Pastor and I do. Come on. It's not going to be a meeting. We've been, had too much meeting-oriented revival. Can you schedule a revival? Uh, we're having a revival next week. You can't schedule a revival. Revivals happen out of hungry hearts, but we schedule it. Uh, it'll be in the spring. In April, we're going to have revival. You can't do that. Revival breaks out whenever the Holy Spirit wants it to. And it happens in your quiet time. I'm telling you, that's where it's going to happen. It's not going to happen because it's something he and I do. It's going to happen because in your quiet time, the Holy Spirit's going to fall on you and say, do this. Do this to help the city. Do this to raise funds for uh, some activity that needs to happen to help others. You're going to be the, the wood, if you will, that God's going to start burning on. You're the, the revival fire, personally. And as one revival over here starts burning and another here, put it together, the bonfire starts happening. It happens every morning. It starts tomorrow morning in your quiet time. That's when revival hits. You don't have to wait for a meeting that I, he and I schedule, no. You do it in your morning devotion in the Holy Spirit, I promise you, is going to show up, because that's who he is. Y'all think he wants to withhold revival? Oh, I'm just going to mess with him. I'm not going to move. Don't you think he wants to visit us? Like every day? I think he does, doesn't he? Wasn't there a daily sacrifice in the scripture? Yeah, and there's supposed to be a daily sacrifice now, and that daily sacrifice is you and me and our heart before him. So many of you have been asking, why am I here? That's why you're here. You're here to be servants on the front lines doing whatever needs to happen in the city. And in the first service we were praying and it was very clear by the Holy Spirit, in your quiet time you're going to get a word, and God gave me this last week, you're going to get a word in your quiet time, go to a certain city official and ask do they need help. And they always need help, right? They always need help with some... Uh, activity in the city, you're going to get a word from the Lord that says, go be a part of this. Go serve the mayor, whatever. And God's going to open up an opportunity to bring the life of the church into the life of the city. And it's going to happen in your quiet time, not because of a revival meeting I preach. It's going to happen when you in, meet with God yourself, and he's going to tell you, be a part of this. Start giving into this. You're going to First service, this was the word. You're going to be, there's going to be money put in your hand unexpectedly, and you're going to have wisdom to know God gave it for a reason. He's going to tell you where to sow it. And if you will be obedient and not waste it on, oh, I have this money, I can go buy a, a boat or something. Don't do that. Take that money and invest it in kingdom business somewhere where the Holy Spirit directs, and that will change the, the atmosphere of the city. That is why you're here to increase your involvement in what the Holy Spirit's doing in your city. You are here, I, this is the third time to say it, third time, you are here to, by, by divine appointment in this church to make a difference in, in the, where you are at. That is what you're about to see happen as you are obedient to what he says revival is going to change your city. So I want to pray into that. This kind of how we close the first service uh, and let God release that. If you are willing, I've, I've been asked to call you to, to duty on that. If you feel this resonates, just say, I'm, here am I, send me. Extend your hands to the Lord. I'm going to pray and release the anointing of heaven to help you fulfill that. If this bears witness, don't expect everyone, but if you, you feel that, lift your hands to heaven because God's about to visit you right now. Father, we just thank you There's hands lifted all over the congregation. These are willing hearts that are saying, here am I, send me. Father, oh goodness, I can sense it. Oh, Holy Spirit of God, fall right now with the the resources, same word as this first service, resources to bless the city, with increase to bless the city, with uh, opportunity to bless the city all over the congregation. There's different uh, government agencies some of you will be called to and you'll, be, you'll just show up at their door and say to the mayor or whoever leads that agency, what do you need help with? I'm here to help you. And God is just going to partner your heart with them and you're going to be able to sow the gospel in to the government agency and be a blessing yeah. to many. And the same word as this morning, some of you are going to get to heaven and you're going to see someone there that says because you gave, I'm saved today. Because you loved on me, I found the love of the Father and found Jesus as my Savior. Your labor outside these four walls is going to create a harvest of souls coming into the kingdom, but it's going to require obedient hearts. So, Father, birth right now in their hearts, birth in them right now what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Creative ideas, just like the first service, are being released right now. Things you may have thought of and given up on or things you know to be of the Holy Spirit's birthing. Right now, God is putting a new fire on. God is putting a new inspiration of his presence right now on things you'd, and some of you had given up on some ideas you've had. Oh, that, that would be good, but... Don't don't use that anymore, that statement anymore. Just say, that would be good, and I'm going to pursue it. I've got a willing heart. Fall right now, Holy Spirit. Fall with your presence. Fall with your healing anointing. If any need, uh, physical touch for healing, right now is the time for the Holy Spirit to fall. Healing anointing. Is in the house tonight. Jesus, the healer, is in the house. God's using me in the miraculous. If you need healing, we want to pray for you here in a moment. Fall, Lord Jesus. Just so God is never, I tell my group that I lead, God is never in a hurry. Let him do everything he wants to do in your life right now. Fall, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit of God. God is changing hearts. God is changing lives right now. The worship team come up uh, as we close.